Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm host Dale Spangler, and this week we have Moto America Supersport racer for the Vision Wheel M4 X-Star Suzuki team, Tyler Scott. This episode is brought to you by Moto America. See the fastest racing on two wheels. It's Moto America Superbikes at Atlanta, April 21st through the 23rd. Six classes of racing featuring 190 mile per hour superbikes. Fun for the whole family with VIP and camping packages available. See, feel, and hear the power of Harley Davidson and Indian motorcycles going head to head on the track in the Mission King of the Baggers. Treat yourself to the ultimate fan experience with the Moto America VIP experience. Enjoy a climate controlled suite with catering, rider meet and greets, and superbike gridwalk, and much, much more. Get your tickets and camping spot today at MotoAmerica.com. Moto America Superbikes at Road Atlanta, April 21st through the 23rd. Let's get started. Tyler Scott, we'd like to welcome you back to Pit Pass Moto. How are things going for you? I imagine it's going to be one of those busy weeks leading up to your uh, true opening round for Moto America at Road Atlanta. How's it going today? Uh, it's going great. I'm uh, glad to be back on the podcast here with you guys. And yeah, this morning I actually just flew down to Florida. But yeah, we're down here. Um, hopefully going to get some training in before we drive to the track. But I'm super excited for the first points race of the season after our unfortunate uh, electrical in Daytona. So I'm ready to go. That was actually going to be one of my questions. I saw you lined up and you were really like in the hunt. You know, I think you qualify, what, third for the Daytona 200? Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess like some electrical gremlins or something just kind of took you out eventually, huh? Yeah, we had some electrical problems from the, the start of the race, and uh, it was really disappointing. Obviously, it was my first Daytona 200 uh, front row, and right off the start, I started to have problems with the, the shifter and a couple other things on the bike, and everything just started shutting down. And I think at lap 16, it was getting unsafe to ride. So I just pulled off, and, you know, it sucks, but... I, it was the safe thing to do. Yeah, I can't imagine with the speed you guys are doing at that event, not worth it, you know, when it, it's just a little too sketchy, I would assume. Yeah, yep. So did you catch the uh, the MotoGP over the weekend from Austin? Uh, I, I looked at the, the highlights. I didn't actually get to watch the race yet. Um, I'm probably going to watch it tonight um, with my dad and one of my buddies that comes to the races with us. But yeah, I'm going to watch probably the Moto2, the Moto3 uh, MotoGP races. Um, this year, I'm actually really excited because we get to go there. I was there once before watching GP in I think 2018, so that's definitely going to be super exciting track to race. Yeah, you guys get a full 
actual round there this year. So, I mean, that's got to be exciting. But yeah, the race was just, I won't give it away, but it was, it was one of the most insane. I felt like it was a, it was like a race of attrition, you know, it's just like, yeah, there was just barely any riders left by the end, but I think almost half the pack went out. So it was just pretty, pretty intense. I don't, I haven't seen a race like that in a while. Yeah. I, I've heard some things here and there and I've seen the highlights on Instagram and I, I'm excited to watch it. Well, you're uh, set to go again for your second year with the uh, Team Vision Wheel M4X Star Suzuki. You'll be back on the kind of familiar GSXR 750 in the Super Sport class, but you got a new teammate this year. Teague Hobbs is, is joining you in Super Sport, but it's got to be a good feeling coming in with a little bit more confidence, probably. You're familiar with the bike, familiar with the team. I would imagine you probably got some good feelings coming into the season. Yeah, no, I feel uh, I feel pretty good. Obviously, last year being my first year on the bike, just kind of getting used to it. Um, the bike still felt a little bit big, just because I always rode small bikes. Um, but this year, I think uh, Teague's going to be pretty good as well, and I think he's going to be a good person to have as a teammate, along with um, Richie and Tony on Superbikes. Uh, could probably learn a few things with them. Um, I hear Tony's a really good guy, too. Yeah, that was actually one thing I brought up because with Tony Elias joining the team, I mean, the guy just has probably a wealth of knowledge, tons of experience. So, I mean, just having a guy like that in your corner to be able to talk to, whether it's setup, you know, track, whatever, just to be able to discuss lines. I mean, it's got to be, you know, kind of a feather in your cap. Yeah, it's always nice to have like a, a guy that's like a veteran on the team that has so much experience. So if you ever have like a, a rider question, you could just go to him and he's probably going to be uh straightforward with you since you're not racing against him. Yeah. It's interesting though, because it's kind of like, you know, he steps in and then uh, we've got another European rider that's probably going to be a contender, you know, for Superbike. And so, yeah, it's going to be another fun year. For you though, it's got to be confidence inspiring coming in your first year, your rookie year, you get nine podiums, you won your first super sport race and you ended up third in the series. So, I mean, that's got to be another confidence booster for you coming into the season opener this weekend. Yeah, um, last year was pretty good, honestly speaking. Uh, didn't really like how it turned out. Thought I would do a little bit better. Um, just kind of struggled with some setup points all year. Road America, it was a really good uh, weekend for Saturday when we won the race. Had really good pace. The bike handled great. Then Sunday, we uh, kind of got bumped wide by Heron and crashed out. but. No, it, it was a really good year last year. I'm um, looking from the outside in, but I expected more race wins and a little bit higher up in points. But this year, uh, the primary goal is just to win as many races as possible and uh, win the championship. I mean, that kind of says a lot right there, like that you put that pressure on yourself to where like, yeah, okay. I mean, you got third to series. Most people be like, wow, that's, that's a great it's a great finish for your first year in the class, but like, sounds to me like you have aspirations to go, you know, like you want to take that step even further. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, this year, there's some fast riders. I know uh, Rocco's going to be fast. I'm not sure if he's doing all the races yet, though, from what I've heard. I don't know if he's going to be at Atlanta. Hopefully he is, because he's, uh, he's really fast. Um, should be interesting to see how the Italian guy does. He wasn't really up to pace in Daytona as I thought he would be, and as probably most people thought he would be. But no, I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a great year with some uh, great competition. I mean, the Moto American General, I feel like no matter what class you watch, there's just good battling all the way around. So it's just, it's always fun to watch Moto America. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. You mentioned, you know, having your place down there in Florida. I assume that's where you go to train throughout the, you know, the wintertime. Did you do anything differently over this winter to prepare for your second season in Supersport? 
not really just trained harder you know and i'm a little bit bigger now and stronger now so it's uh just everything's like a little step better this winter when i hop on the supermoto bike i'm a little bit faster this winter and i, I learned a few different things not not really big major things anymore because uh, i have a lot of experience on gp bikes and all that stuff but I'm, I'm constantly learning every day like even in the gym lifting weights or on my bicycle or on my motorcycle just a little bit every day helps you're 17 or are you 18 now uh 17 i'll turn 18 in december yeah i mean that alone like i hear it all the time in moto you know that's kind of more i came from moto but it's just like you're at that age where you still need to develop maybe the man muscle if you want to call it that in air quotes where you know over time you kind of build up that muscle to where you can ride the bigger bikes throw them around a little more did I see where you went to Johnny Lewis's Moto Anatomy facility down in Florida as well? Is that something else you kind of added into your mix, or you, you always do that? We've been there in the past. Uh, I remember at the beginning of last year, we did a pro flat track race that we were contending for the the win in the singles class, and we went there to train before. And this year, I called him up, and he had a moto track there last year, and he still had it. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I come and ride moto? And he's like, no, yeah, it's fine. And it's like a half hour away from where we are right now in Florida. So I was over there. I remember the one week I was over there, I think two times and his tracks like deep sand. So it was a really good track to ride for like muscle endurance and like cardio. Yeah, good conditioning for sure. Yeah. Do you moto quite a bit then? Because I mean, I, some of the photos I saw, I mean, you've looked pretty comfortable on a motocross bike. You know, I don't like often see that where a lot of times road race guys look a little awkward on moto bikes, but you look super comfortable throwing it around, almost doing some scrubs. So is that just something you do regularly for training? Oh, uh, not really. No, I don't have a lot of moto experience under my belt. Wow. You um, never know that. <laughs> I mean, you got like, you got the style, you know? Yeah. I have got a good bit of experience, but not too much just trying to have some style and go fast and just put in uh long sessions yeah not much better full body exercise than motoring especially like those deep sand tracks where you just yeah smashing whoops for 30 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> you mentioned flat tracks so you know like i'm sure that that's a big part of your background i think growing up but is that something that's going to be on your schedule again i know you do some kind of one-off races here and there or is it just primarily just road race this year you're going to focus on I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't rode a flat track bike in over a year now. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I definitely would like to do like a wild card race, but I, I don't know. We'll see down the road. I definitely want to do some flat track, but just when the time's right. Yeah. Maybe more so for fun, just to kind of get out and do something different and change it up maybe. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but like so many guys come from that flat track background. Is that something you feel like is an advantage on the actual pavement too? Like cause you're, when you're able to drift the bike, it just feels a little more comfortable and natural. Yeah, you have that that feeling of like the, the side grip of the tire and when it starts to spin and what to do with your body to get more grip or have uh, more control. Well, I've asked this question before to some other racers I've had on the show. But do you think the, your experience, because I know you spent some time over in Europe doing the Red Bull Cup over there, I feel like that travel experience really helps mature racers and helps them kind of, I guess, progress quicker in their career. Was that the case for you? Did you feel like that experience over there helped you kind of grow up a little quicker? Uh, more of the experience of riding with the other riders over there. They have a little bit different style of racing over there the top 30 riders are within two seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> the whole industry over there for motorcycle racing is bigger. Everyone rides motorcycles on the street. Everyone's into it. It's like our football over there. They have motorcycle racing 
where they can go play soccer, where we have all these other sports and I think motorcycle racing kind of gets shuffled to the bottom. But yeah, it's definitely super big over there and everyone's into it. Um, I remember going to a training camp while I was over there around probably three in the afternoon, the Spanish training guy that we got connected with. And I was riding and these minivans pull up and it's like three-year-olds after school, four-year-olds, five-year-olds with pocket bikes and their mom dropping them off at uh, this like little road race training camp. No way. And it was just like, (laughs) It's so different over there than it is over here, like popularity-wise. That's why I think some of those Spanish kids are so fast, just because it's like that was everything to them. And then there's so many kids that they're competing against each other, and they all build each other a little bit faster than maybe some kids in the States. So a moto mom is kind of like a soccer mom here in the States, probably, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Running them around. (laughs) Yeah. But... uh. It definitely wasn't easy. It was kind of getting thrown to the sharks, you know? Like, over here, I was just racing NSF 250 against SV650s, and over there, I'm racing against 39 other NSFs with kids that have been riding road race since they were three years old. So definitely, it was a sort of a rude awakening, if you want to look at it that way. I mean, some of the best battles I've seen are been those classes where it's like you said, it's 40 riders and there's somebody will be in 10th and the next thing you know, they're leading and they're back to fifth. And it's just like everybody drafting off each other. I mean, it's super just high speed action the whole time. Yeah, just like MotoGP, like the Moto3 class, how they like go back and forth and they're like bumping each other and swerving and it's like chaos. But that's that's like their normal racing style over there. Yeah, and I would assume that just, you know, you get used to that environment, and then you come back to Moto America, and it's kind of like, oh, geez, I'm not even going to get stressed about it. You know, like you said, you have these 40 legit riders, and maybe come back here, there might be 5 to 10, but yeah, that's a whole different level when you got all those riders battling at once. Yeah, it uh, it definitely increased, like, like, how I rode, and definitely being over there, like, how quickly I adapt to tracks, because we would have two practice sessions, or one practice, uh, qualifying or two, and then the race. And like all these kids have ridden these tracks, like I said, you'd have to go there and be on pace with at Quali 1. So that was probably the biggest thing that we had to overcome was getting used to the tracks as quick as possible. Wow. Is there any way that you could kind of pre-learn some of those tracks through like video games or anything like that? Yeah, I played video games and uh, I watched videos online and watched the MotoGP races. That's like as much as you can do. Um it helped a little bit just to like kind of know where the track went. And when you get there and you walk the track, you could be like, oh, well, this this was here in the game or this was I saw this when I was watching MoGP. And when you get on the bike, you kind of have a better understanding of at least where the track goes. We'll get back to the conversation in one moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this may seem like an odd question, but for like, I spent some time myself over in Europe in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like it was a two year span. I was with Alpine Stars. But anyways, one of the things I always think about with my time spent over there is there's some food items that I absolutely miss here in the states. Mine was Italian pizza 
and the cappuccinos. Like I still have never had a pizza that's as good as what I had in Italy or a cappuccino. So I'm wondering if there's some items like that that you ran into during your time in Europe. Uh, yeah, a couple of things actually. Like the, I think it's called couscous. Mm. It's, I don't know, it's super different. And it had just a, such a unique taste. Um, Aquarius, I think that's how you say it. it was a drink. And it was a drink I actually drank a lot over there. It's sort of like a Gatorade, I think. I really like that drink that's not here in the States. And also the bread. The like if you go to the market and you grab like a, a fresh baguette at like nine in the morning, you gotta eat it before twelve. Otherwise it's like rock hard by like afternoon, you know? Because they make it so fresh with no preservatives and when you eat the bread you don't gain the same weight that you do here in the States because of the additive. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard too, because you spent time in Spain. There's some tradition I think there where they have these meats like a piece of meat that they just age for like i don't know year or two one of the road races one time when they retired that's what they gave them was this like piece of meat that was i guess worth a ton of money and it had aged for two or three years did you did you run across anything like that uh i remember like seeing that they would have the the pieces of meat hanging yeah for sale and they were like hundreds of dollars but i i'm not sure if i ever ate any of that we ate a lot of interesting things when we were over there I know we ate a, a raw hamburger, like one of the first times that we went over there, because we didn't know that it was raw. <laughs> I knew that it was a hamburger and it had this, this, and this in it, but I didn't, I, I knew very like little Spanish to get by, to order food and get directions. That was about it. So yeah, we had some some interesting seafood, some like, like raw hamburger and the pasta over there was really good. Mm-hmm. We were to Italy a few times, so the, the pizza over there was really good. Yeah, I think the strangest things I had over there were I had horse, which I guess Italians eat horse. And I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a first for me. And then uh, sea urchin, which I actually had. I went to Jerez for the MotoGP there. Of course, this was the 90s. This was when they were riding the 502 strokes. And it was like Mick Dewan days, way before your time. You weren't even born. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had sea urchin in Jerez, you know, before the race there. And I talk about event. Did you get to go to that event? Because that, wow, what a venue. Yeah, I was at a ref for the uh, Red Bull Rookies Cup. And yeah, that was super cool. They shut down. So we had a hotel in the city. They shut down the uh, the one side of the highway. So it was four lanes going to the track at the beginning of the day, then four lanes coming out of the track at the end of the day. And the motorcycle lot was like the biggest crowd of motorcycles that I've ever seen. Yeah. When I was there, it was like they even had a road shut down where everybody was kind of showing off, doing stand-up wheelies, and it was just chaos, you know? So it was just, like you said, it was just a motorcycle mecca and, you know, like a beautiful location and definitely a historical facility for sure. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about Moto America. Um, to me, I feel like Moto America has become like this pathway for American racers with world aspirations. I mean, would you say that's definitely the case? Because I mean, I feel like it just keeps getting better and better. And the level of racing in the U.S. is getting higher to the point where I think there will be some guys like you that might have some chances to go over to Europe in the future. Yeah, SDK is uh, obviously a prime example of that being on the M4 team for a couple of years then getting the opportunity to go overseas for two years, you know? So the, the access way, like the bridge to GP is definitely there from the U.S., uh, though it is a lot harder than in Spain. So what what are some of your, you know, like your immediate goals here for the future? I would I would assume, you know, compete for that super sport title this year, maybe go to Superbike, and then, you know, what, what are your thoughts after that? You know, just kind of figure it out as it goes? Yeah, pretty much. So like the two-year goal right now, I, we just signed a two-year contract. So the primary goal right now is win the championship this year. 
go direct to Superbike next year and just see where we place. Keep progressing, right? Yeah. So um, if you weren't racing motorcycles, is there something else that you love as, you know, as much as motorcycles? Like, is, would you be doing that? Or like, what is just motorcycles? Probably, probably mountain bike racing. Probably enduro racing or like downhill racing. No uh, aspirations to go back to the family dealership or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, I work there here and there throughout the week. Like, I'll, I'll do a couple hours uh, each day. But definitely, I would still want to be on two wheels as my profession. Right on. I got to say this, though. Like, I was looking through your Instagram, and I, I have to say, you probably have one of the best poker face slash race face expressions I've ever seen on a racer. You got an intense look, man. Is that just something that you just, it's just who you are? Like, you get in that focused moment when you're at the races and everything else is tuned out? Or is it just kind of like, is it something you do on purpose to maybe kind of intimidate racers? I don't know. A lot of people tell me I need to smile more. Like when I'm in the <laughs> paddock, it, like they say, I look like I want to like fight someone. Um, it's pretty funny. But uh, no, I, I don't do it on purpose. Um, I know it's intimidated a couple people. Nice. <laughs> even even teammates I've had in the past, like like a year or two after, it, it came up in conversations that like that like it, it was intimidating when I would like look at him in the pit box or whatever. But um, yeah, no, I don't I don't do that on purpose. It's just. Uh, I guess I'm focused and it makes me look mean. Unintentional mean mugging, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as we're winding down here, what what are your goals coming in this weekend? I would assume you're going for the win, you know, like with the way the season you had last year, just from talking to you, you know, the kind of like what you expect out of yourself, it sounds like I, I would assume you're, you know, you're going for the title and and for wins, you know, is is the primary goal this weekend coming to Road Atlanta. Yeah, we just want to be at the top all, all weekend if possible, from practice one to the end of Sunday, race two. Goal is to be on the top of the podium twice and uh, get a good qualifying. Well, uh, really appreciate your time today, Tyler. Um, as we wind this down, want to give you an opportunity right now to, if there's anybody you want to thank or shout out or anything else you wanted to share that you have going on in your life and your racing career that you maybe want to share with some uh, listeners out there. Yeah, no, just the whole Vision Wheel M4XR Suzuki team for the giving me the opportunity again this year and next year. And really excited to see where uh, we can go with them. And mom and dad for always supporting me. And I'm just uh, ready to go for round one. Awesome. Well, it looks like you have a good support system, like with your family, speaking of your family, because I know your dad was a former racer too and, you know, kind of helped get you into it. And it sounds like you got a, a good group of people behind you, you know, in addition to the M4 Suzuki team. So. Wish you all the best, Tyler. Look forward to catching up with you again here soon and see how your season went. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review our show. We'd appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmoto.com where you can listen to past episodes and purchase your very own Pit Pass Moto swag. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson and the production team at Wessler Media. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.